All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope you enjoy. All right, welcome to episode 465 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. We're live again this week. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Our- you know, who's on the chat. I'm going to be doing multimedia, so hopefully Daniel will be able to to run command on our uh, folks who are joining us in the chat and uh, throw up any comments that you want during the episode. So it's been a busy week. Obviously, first and foremost, the the most important news of the the past week is that John Regan passed away unexpectedly and shockingly just hours after posting, you know, a a happy, hopeful message uh, that he was looking forward to enjoying the Easter weekend. And a few hours later, he was gone. Um, so obviously condolences to his family and friends and the, the multitude of people who were friends with him on Facebook, who he would wish happy birthdays to and share positive, encouraging comments throughout, uh, you know, that his time on Facebook is absolutely staggering. He was a classy gentleman. Very, very nice, as we know from having him on this show. Um just absolutely shocking and it is a reminder you know that gene simmons pontificates every day above ground and it really is a reminder that every moment counts because you just never know when you're gone or a friend is gone or a band member or a loved one or an animal whatever um you know no one knows when their time is up. up. very few people know when their time is up um so it really is a reminder to make it count to make those moments worthwhile and to have those memories that you leave behind actually matter for something. So John Regan, rest in peace. And Gene, mm. good Lord. I mean, first night of the mm. show, of the, the tour, and this is the final run of KISS, the final 54 or 50, whatever, the final dates of that band's active touring career kicked off in the freaking amazon of brazil manaus last night and gene ran into issues um during say yeah he needed to call for a chair to sit down on stage the freaking demon grabbed a chair because he was feeling unwell and it wasn't known what was going on at the time um they finished the song and then called a halt to the show and left the stage where gene received attention now gene this morning tweeted that it was simply a matter of dehydration, bad food, um, you know, the heat mm-hmm. and pyro. <laughs> but, you know, they just flown in pretty much last. They didn't have that much time prior to being um, on site for doing that show and getting acclimatized. But it is also mm-hmm. a reminder that our heroes, our demons, our star childs, our cat men, you know, whatever, are getting on in age and things that like for the rest of us that were once easier to recover from are becoming more difficult to manage. So another reminder of Gene's wise words, you know, Gene, take care of yourself. And that goes for the rest of the band members as well. You know, Mm. lots of freaking water because the moment you get heat stroke or, you know, overheat, it's too late. And in hot conditions, unless you need to piss, you haven't drunk enough water. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, make yeah. it count yeah. uh guys any thoughts on john regan and gene yeah just go around before we get into today's episodes mark 
since it's hot. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I don't blame. I mean, it's ironic that you just mentioned that because uh, for those of you who are not aware, I mean, I live in Toronto area here in Ontario, Canada, and uh, we have it unseasonably hot here. Like it's it it literally hits thirty degrees Celsius here, and that's unheard of at this time of the year. And we're supposed to have three more three more days of this, <clears throat> which is unbelievable. So, and I'm in shorts and t-shirts, and you know, no problem. And it's still hot as hell. Could you imagine being in Brazil in the, the hot, climatized weather there, in in a costume that Jean wears with makeup on and all this stuff, and running around? And not only that, but those lights that they're under. You know, and then the pyro that they shoot up all that fire and shit, you know, add another 20 degrees Celsius on there. And no wonder the guy was going to collapse on stage. And don't forget, he's not, you know, 40 years old. He's like in his 70s. And unless, you know, he has a water bottle near him at all times, he's going to they're gonna have a tough go at it. You know, South America is not a cool place temperature wise. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they go through it and, you know, survive the the rigors of playing you know bogota next which is should be even even well, that's hotter out. yeah you've got altitude there yeah house uh, was 27 to 30 celsius so you know humidity is what is the you know yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a rough man the tropics and it was just brutal um you know ken thoughts on john and gene for that matter yeah, yeah i mean it, it's sad you know uh, that we, you know, lost another member of kind of a family in a way, um, you know, related to Kiss and, and other things. Of course, you know, he played with Frampton and, and so on. So, um, yeah, it's always sad to see, uh, you know, all, all of it's unexpected uh, whenever it happens, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, so best to his family, prayers to his family and, and, you know, everyone and fans that, you know, or, or big or friends of, of his and so on. Um, and then as far as Gene, yeah, yeah, it's, it's scary, you know, and it's scary that, you know, you, you could drop on stage, you know, um, even if he tried to overdo it and didn't take that rest, if he pushed himself like, no, I got to do this for the fans, you know, um, you could have a real problem. Um, so fortunately he, at least, you know, got the chair first and then got off stage and, you know, I guess got hydrated, uh, which which was needed. So I'm glad that that was taken care of and that hopefully he's going to be fine for the you know rest of the shows. Yeah, so Todd went on Eddie Trunk, who, and Eddie, of course, signed Frehley's comment, uh, comment, comment, and, uh, and, and knew John well and had been involved in the band from, you know, a very early period. And, you know, it, it was a good segment with Todd. Um, you know, obviously, Todd was close with John, and that's got to hurt. But this, is, this shit just comes too close to home when it's uh, people like John Regan. Daniel, any thoughts on Gene and John? Yeah, of course, it's very sad and unfortunate that John passed away. Um, I'll always remember him as the rock of Frehley's Comet. Every biography or book you read about that time uh, shows you that John Reagan was the one holding it together, I think. Uh, he he was the, the, the stable one when, when Ace was, you know, a bit off and, and also Richie. But John Reagan kept it together and he was... Uh, true gentleman, it seemed. So it's, of course, very sad. And the gene thing was a real scare uh, and a reminder 
that they are getting up there. No spring chickens anymore. Mm-hmm. And of course, you hope they the, that they will be able to uh, go through with the tour. Um, have started to count down the days, you know, just a few months now before I will see them for the very last time again. So uh, the last, last time. Uh, so uh, the final, final time. Uh, so, so I'm looking forward to that. But um, I, th- I think Mark hit the na- uh, hit the nail on the head when he said when he talked about South America. You know, the humidity and the and the temperatures. It's we don't get that those temperatures up here. So I think he'll be all right when he comes uh, over here. Yeah. Now you never you never know. I did two years yeah. in Singapore, and just with the yeah. ninety ninety, it was uh, you know thirty something Celsius every day, ninety percent humidity every single day. Whoa. I think there was one day it dropped to seventy nine degrees Fahrenheit, and I was like, oh, this is glorious. Um, <laughs> right. But we, we were going through the jungles and shit as well, you know, mm. going up volcanoes in, in Malaysia and Indonesia. Um, and, and it was just sapping, even in my teens, when, you, you know, back in the days where you could roll in at 4 a.m. and say, I can get up for work at 6, you know, yeah, yeah. 73 yeah, years days. old now. But let's move on into, you know, kind of happier things. Last night, you know, the set was uh, kind of kind of weird because of the things that did happen. Obviously, Love Gun, uh, they played the full kind of extended part that they would have done it. Paul was going on the zip line, which he didn't do. Same with the ending of I Was Made for Loving You. Making Love is in the set. So uh, mm-hmm. a, a slight shake up there. I thought, you know, Making Love actually sounded pretty good. However, the magic is done. Uh, but we're going to go back to 1984. Poughkeepsie 1984 featuring Mark St. John was released last Friday. Um, I've been very happy with it ever since I got, you know, the advanced stream of it. Um, I love the show. I find it really entertaining. I did the long ass, uh, all invasive verbal diarrhea review on the FAQ for it because I really did find it a fascinating document. You know, it is a train wreck. Poor Mark. Just knowing that this is his moment to shine and it's he's had no time to become a member of the band. Bruce has had all the benefit of rehearsals and tour. So what I thought we would do for a review show on this is go back to the guitar wars and I'm going to play audio clips. I'm going to play an early clip of Bruce. I've tried to even it out as much as I can so that Bruce isn't playing off animalized live uncensored because number one, that was fixed in the studio. Number two, he had had basically three months playing with the band to get those solos down and as we saw when we did the is the vinnie vincent a butcher episode um vinnie got smoother as he went on as i doubt as would have been no doubt the case with mark mark would have gotten better but was mark ever the right guy to be in the band that's probably a a bigger question so before we get started with the multimedia and i do apologize in advance uh the way Streamyard works is a bit awkward for me to queue up the music so it's going to come in loud and hot so uh if i blow out anyone's ears i do apologize in advance but there's going to be two clips one is mark one is bruce i'm going to ask these guys which ones they which one they like better a or b and then we're going to go back through the list and i'll tell you who's who and if you can't figure it out 
then uh, it'll just make it a little bit more fun. But Roundtable, who's uh, hopefully everyone has listened to the album by now, either on Spotify or received their vinyl or CD mm-hmm. or a track. Um, mm-hmm. What are your overall thoughts of Poughkeepsie? Daniel, let's start with you. Uh, first off, I'd just like to say that it was a good pick. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it's unique in its own way. I don't really mind the awkwardness of Mark's playing at times. Um, I think it was uh, nice to hear a variation of <laughs> another take on, on the solos, uh, even though some of them were, were pretty rough. Uh, uh, however, uh, I'm looking forward to, to the next release, and I think they, they got the hang of it. They understand that they need to release these kind of gems or... or odd shows instead of, of, of releasing stuff from from the current era uh from from you know from eric singer and and Thomas Thayer era so so i think it's a step in the right direction and it was a fun listen ken what about you yeah i listened to it the other day on uh vinyl I have a vinyl copy and uh yeah i thought it was pretty good and you know different it's not the best you know the best sound boards uh out there or anything um kind of interesting the fade outs on a couple of the songs right <laughs> it was interesting kind of listening to how they did that um but uh as for the playing and, and so on yeah yeah mark was hit and miss uh, for me yeah. he's just somewhere like yeah not bad good take on that and then then some other ones were just kind of you know create you know craziness so um but it was all right um the the, wor- the worst thing about it the whole thing is there you know the the Paul stage rap is, is, you know, for me, uh, now more embarrassing nowadays, you know, hearing of that than back in the day, it wasn't so I think bad. They cut out the worst ones Wait. too, thankfully. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and it's still kind of rough to listen to that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't think it was his, Paul's best night, uh, vocally either. I think maybe they had, maybe had a show a night before, so I could tell it wasn't his one of his better nights. But uh, although otherwise, you know, yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's worth <laughs> listening to. Yeah, and damn those girls down at Hopewell Junction, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, personally, I found it a hard listen. To be honest, uh, maybe because I'm a you know long time musician or whatever. I mean, I'm, I mean. I think that a person who's not so much of a nitpicker like me when it comes to music, like because I'm so wrapped up in it, doing it, whether it's production or playing and stuff like that. When I, I mean, when I heard it, I mean, right from the very beginning, the first two songs, I was just like, wow, like what is going on here? Like Cold Gin is probably the easiest song you can play. And the way Mark started that song, like what, what was he doing? Like he, he that open A that just rang through the whole thing like what's he doing like anyways i don't want to bicker about it too much but it's he's trying not to drown mark he's trying not to okay i know to the end of the show yeah okay but i mean i I, okay i don't know too much about the backstory about mark saint john i mean uh, obviously from what i read i thought they said that he did tour with them like drove around with them but didn't play right he was just hanging around with them. I mean, you'd like to think that maybe he was going over it a bit. I know his hands were, you know, in a bad condition, but at least like, you know, kind of familiarize yourself a little bit with it on your off time. You know, maybe I'm being too over analytical. Maybe I'm being too anal about it. But 
I'm not going to just pick on him because that that whole show was a bit of a crap shoot. You know, I mean, Paul was pretty bad. His, his guitar drops out here and there in songs. His singing wasn't the best. I mean, his some of his melodies were like, what is he singing? Like, he's behind on lines and ahead of it, and oh, he's all over the place <clears throat> on it. And and Eric Carr, who I really love, one of my favorite Kiss drummers, he was pretty loose. Let's just put it that way. And a lot of it. And you know what I think it is? I mean, I was referring back to my CK Lent book when I was listening to this. And this is a time period where they were very much, you know, playing because they had to, not because they were enjoying it anymore. And you can kind of tell that unless they're playing big places like, you know, uh, you know, somewhere like Cleveland or Detroit or somewhere like that, you know, I'm sure when they saw Poughkeepsie, they weren't like, yay, we're going to, you know, it's, it's just another thing that they had to do commitment wise for touring and maybe they just, they just weren't into it that night. It, it sure sounded like it. I mean, Gene's bass came in and out in a couple of spots too. I mean, sure. It's a soundboard, but historically speaking, I'm glad I have it because it's a very historical show from that end of it, because we don't, we didn't even know that there was a soundboard like this with Mark on it. So of course I'll, I'll take it. And I did listen to it already three or four times, which is more than I've heard some people say. They said they listened to it once and couldn't listen to it again, but it's, it's it's okay. I mean, I kind of I kind of find it fascinating because I I was in that position before too, where you get into a band that had a, a legacy of songs that they played, and you try to play it as best you can, and the first couple of shows are a bit tricky because you're not totally up to snuff on it, and it's a bit rough. But you know, overall, I guess it's possible. But I just found it a little rough to listen to overall. All right, we got 15 minutes of audio samples queued up right. and ready to go. So A versus B. And just tell me, first solo or second solo, if this is what you prefer, first one up is going to be Detroit Rock City. some attention at the end of that one all right so daniel prefers b mark what about you easily b yeah ken yeah it's b yeah, i know who b is too 
Well, yeah, kill, uh, that's that one's unanimous, and that is, of course, Bruce versus Mark. Uh, Bruce Bruce wins on uh, the first one. So let me see what I got to do to line up the next one. All right, so the next one is Cold Gin, and there are going to be two separate sets of samples for this. So let's start with the, the first solo first. And here we go. All right, first solo, A or B? Uh, I think I'll probably take B. Ken. All right, Mark's going B. Uh, I'll go A. All right. Daniel? I think it's a tie. Can't have a tie. <laughs> Pick one. Pick one. <laughs> I don't know, B maybe. All right. <laughs> All right, so you guys picked Bruce again. Uh, oh. A, A was Mark. Okay. He is Bruce. Let's go to the second solo on that one. Come on. Is Mark going to win any of these tonight? Um, <laughs> Maybe oh, one of, 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 of the songs from Animalize. I think he played those pretty good. That was what I was looking forward to the most with yeah. this is because oh, he played yeah, those on the album good. was to hear his actual live mm -hmm. takes on that mm -hmm. since they're his mm -hmm. solos. <clears throat> All right. Here's the second solo in Cold Gin. A. All right, let's, let's start with Ken. Oh, A from A from Mark. You, you jump in there quick, man. All right, Daniel. I think I go B this time around. Ken, I'm muted. Um, A for me. Oh shit, Bruce again. All right, B B was Mark on that second solo. <laughs> All right, moving on to Creatures of the Night. Uh, that's a good comment, actually. Yeah, both mm -hmm. guitarists have been. Yeah, but okay, I'll say something after. But you got to give me a minute to fumble through selecting the audio. <laughs> <laughs>
it's obviously fits like a glove. Uh, so I clicked on the wrong file. So I'll try and go back to creatures in a minute. Daniel, get us started on that one. Yeah, fits like a glove. What a great tune. Uh, I'll have to go B for this one. All right, Mark. B. Ken? <laughs> I'm going to go A on this one. All right, so Bruce wins again. Uh, Bruce, oh Bruce wins B on that one. Let me try again for creatures. I may have uh, I had to regenerate all these right before the show, so I may have screwed up. So let's see. Uh, uh, I was actually thinking about throwing in a Vinny one just to see if I could uh, screw with that. But, all right, A or B? Mark, start with you. They were both kind of bad. I'm, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with with A on this one. All right, which one do you hate least, Daniel? I think they were both kind of a K, so I'll go with A as well. All right, Ken. I'm going with A also. Damn it, that is Bruce. Uh -huh. Bruce wins again. Oh, Bruce. Bruce, I hope you're watching. Hey. <laughs> he was the guitarist when I became a fan of the band. So. Yeah. yeah, me too. All right. Mm -hmm. Number five, Heavens on Fire, oh, the first of Mark's songs from the album. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A or B? That's actually a real, that's a, it shouldn't even be called a solo, but there no. you go. Um, yeah. That's like Lick It Up or I Love It Loud. All right, Mark. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were both okay, but that the second one, he had a, a lot of ringing in there. I'm going to go with A. All right, Ken. I'll go with B. <laughs> it's not too close. I mean, it's like. I'm the tiebreaker. Uh, I'll go with A. Oh, Bruce. No. Bruce <laughs> slays Mark on his own, <clears throat> own song. Oh, mm -hmm. It was a close one. Yeah. Close one. All right. Yeah. 
next up is going to be the one I was uh, actually that's not okay it's the first solo in Under the Gun here we go Um, again, that was probably the one I looked forward to the most. Daniel? Um, I enjoyed both, but I'll have to go with B. Mark? Easily B. Ken? B. (laughs) You guys are horrible. I actually... Mark was clearly B on that one. So Bruce wins on both of the Animalized songs. But what I liked about Mark's solo was the actual power dive bombs, the string whips that you can hear. First, just the whammy, which two different techniques. Mark, am I wrong? You you get at the beginning, that's all whammy. Yeah, yeah. His dives. It it is, but the the thing is that Mark's guitar solo sound has no real sustain to it. it's very twangy yeah, when, yeah. when he when he goes and does runs it's like burr, 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 burr. it doesn't yeah. sound like no smoothness to it at all and he lets strings ring out he's really bad with that i know it's like when he goes to another string it's already like the other string is ringing out still and it's like wow like and i can always tell bruce because he this was this time when he always did that little double-handed tap thing where he goes there and he taps that higher note with the right hand mm. he does it all the time on these solos and mm-hmm. he has vibrato, which Mark yeah. St. John does not have on his hand play. I think that uh, the main problem throughout the show, the Poughkeepsie show, is he can't sustain the vibrato yeah. on, any, he, on any no, song. Yeah. He, Bruce could keep the vibrato going yeah. for fucking minutes. And mm-hmm. Mark. And Vinny was good at it as well, but, but, but oh, Mark, shit, yeah. no. Vinny yeah, was kind of cool. Which is a shame, but that was a really good illustration of Mark playing his own song, and he completely loses track of where he is at the end <laughs> of that. It's just that, you know, he, he, he's on a cliff about to drive off the edge of it. Let's do the ending part of that yeah. just for fun yeah. and, and see if anyone likes this one any better. So this is the end of Under the Gun. You don't even get a fire out of 
Paul on that second one. So A or B on that. Those are just a. simple scales. A? Yeah, I think. I think uh, someone's a. figured it out. A for me as well. Gad? B for me. Okay. At least someone picked Mark. Mark was B on that one. <clears throat> so let's remove that. Next one up is War Machine. Yeah. Mm, this is an important song. It's a very important song. perfectly illustrate the last point that Mark was making about which one was able to master vibrato better than the other. Mark, A or B? B. <laughs> no surprise. Daniel? I think it did okay, uh, Mark, but, but B, B, B was, a, was better. Yeah, I like the aggression of A yeah. Uh, yeah. versus the cleanliness of B, uh, but there you go. I'll, I'll take Bruce any day. Ken? Yeah, it's kind of a toss-up for me. I mean, I do enjoy the the solo, but uh, it was cleaner. I mean, the the B was cleaner, um, but uh, but it's a war machine. I'm gonna just throw it A. I'll just give it an A on this. Yeah, uh, it's, like having fluffy, it's like having fluffy dice in a freaking tank. I mean, <laughs> I've given, but clearly, I've given Mark more props than anybody else. So. Yeah, Bruce <clears throat> wins again. So. Uh, all right, so moving on to Young and Wasted, which mm. we don't have a lot of, but I think we've got most of the outro solo to compare. So here we go.
And if you needed mm. another example of the vibrato and how it leaves a space when it disappears versus the space that it fills when it's mm -hmm. present in sections, that's, a, that's another good example of it in that section. What I was able to do with all these solos was exactly marry up. So they are exactly the same parts of the song being performed by Bruce or and or Mark uh, for each sample that you're hearing is A and B. Mark, A or B? Uh, actually, I liked A. Okay. Ken? I'm going to go A also. Daniel? Hmm. The problem is my left uh, um, earphone, what's it called? The left earphone isn't working that good. And I think the last the last one, the solo goes in this one because I, did, I just hit, heard the rhythm guitar, so I have to go A. Well, Bruce wins again, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Young, uh, no, this one is, uh, what is, I, can't, I need bifocals. Holy shit. Um, I love it loud, mm -hmm. which... Yeah. Anyone can play those seven notes, except for Vinny, apparently. Uh, let's see. I love it loud. All right, so seven notes doesn't leave you much a. from which to make a judgment, but I'm sure Mark has one. What What was that, a. Mark? A. Really? I'll not go B. Me, not if you let me have a preamble. Mark is just in there with the... <laughs> Sorry. A. Uh, he just, Mark is just stabbing Mark. <laughs> His namesake. Mark every is stabbing Mark. Mark. He's like... <laughs> Cannot allow you to win. All right, so uh, A was, of course, Bruce. All right, I still love you. Let's go to a slightly oh more melodic one. And uh, Creases of the Night should be a good illustration earlier of where this one's going. I still love you. <laughs> Beyond, I still love you. I love that solo. That's very nice. Daniel. Uh, there were some sour notes towards the end uh, of B, but I'll go B anyway. Oh, Mark. 
It was nice that, to see you cringe, though. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I thought that they both had their strong points this time. This one was a little, not harder to pick, but I, I think I liked the the sound and the delay on the on A a little bit better. Okay, Ken, I am going with A. Mark St. John finally wins a fucking song. All right. Uh, I thought he actually did nice. I I think uh, Super Zapper had a very good comment earlier. Mark Solo's trip over themselves and he's not thinking ahead. And I think Mm. he's got more time to think on this one because it is a more melodic solo. Um, So he doesn't go cannonball and jump into the pool while all the children are under him. So I, I, I do like that solo. And, and sorry to put that one in from Bruce, but, you know, Bruce is nearly perfect all the time he plays now. So that was one time when he was less than perfect. Sorry, Bruce. I just ruined your aura. All right, moving on. Love gun. Really, love gun. Just play love gun. Hey. That was a bit, well, similar to Cold Gin, I guess, uh, or, or Under the Gun. So uh, Daniel was a, Mark was a, Ken, a? a. Actually, Mark's a. Uh, that, yeah. That's a. yeah, Mark Mark St. John loses that plot again on the solo. Mm-hmm. Um, again, muscle memory goes a long way and when you've had a hand issue coming back and playing you know mm. ha- has to be a bit of a challenge yeah after the motley crew fiasco good god i was listening to i uh, oh. in here from uh from mick his playing is beautiful mm. and i'm so glad that the uh isolated guitar was for primal scream um mm. i love that song it's brutal um but Get to hear him play. Check that out on YouTube. All right, moving into uh, the tail end now of the show, and or that's the Kiss concert anyway. See, mm-hmm. playing playing tracks during a show is difficult. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> Black Diamond, A or B? Yeah, Black Diamond. <laughs> 
All right, neither of those is as good as Ace Frehley. Just like mm. to say that for the record. Right. Um, but there we go. Mark. A. Ken. A. Daniel. A. Okay, I like the bonds. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Uh, so that is, of course, Bruce. That that's. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you where all these different shows are at the end. Mm. All right, lick it up. Let's see. How difficult oh, okay. can this solo be? Yes. Is that a solo? Neither of those are spectacular, considering the simplicity of the song. Mark. Well, I mean, the fact that he pooched that is kind of sad. But... Come on, Heaven, Heaven's on Fire as well. Man. I mean, both very B. similar. B. Okay. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. A. Uh, he, he didn't do it well in the beginning, but but I think he he, he hit some cool notes towards the second part of the solo so, so i'll go a yeah there's at least one cool note in there um <laughs> yeah that's enough <laughs> i'm going with uh, a. a wow like daniel mark wins daniel, mark wins his second song of the tournament yeah. i started to discover something here like how ken is a very uh supporter big supporter of gene i'm starting to get the feeling that daniel is a big mark saint john backer well, I, I like to hear different take on the solos at times. I haven't heard Mark that much, so it's, it feels kind of fresh. That makes yeah, sense. I mean, e e even on the best copies of Binghamton, which is the other full show, um, you really can't discern the nuance of his performance, which is what we get out of this off the soundboard. This is what the off the soundboard series should be in my mind. It's mm. giving you a whole different look at something that you've only had a you're you're getting the eyeful when you've been only getting a peek. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last song in the set, which is, of course, the national anthem, Rock and Roll All Night. Oh, every day. Thank you, Mark. <laughs>
the last one. So, I'm going to start with Ken. I, it's kind of a tough one, but I, I will go with B for this one. Okay. Daniel. Uh, for a long time, I thought A would, I would give it to A, but, but towards the end, B nailed it. Uh, so, I'll, I'll have to go with B. Okay. Mark, your vote actually, doesn't actually matter. I, I think I actually like A, to be honest. Jesus, now his vote doesn't matter. He goes for Mark St. John. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Isn't that just the way this go this show goes sometimes? I I, I mean, for for what it <clears throat> is as a product, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, uh, Super Zapper is back with a, another good comment. Oh, sorry. Uh, what was it? Is oh. here Eric Carr's drummies all over the place, but Eric Carr was my MVP on this. His drumming is powerful, and we actually get to hear a lot of the nuance of that as well on this recording, which I really enjoy. And his his drum solo, I, I really dig it. I, I love the whole product, and I've actually listened to it way more than I've listened to all the other off the soundboards combined, which really surprises me that it's it's really resonated because the Mark St. John um bootlegs for the half show in Baltimore and the full show in Binghamton had circulated for a long time. And the copy of Binghamton that I had originally was really generated and crap before the upgrade. I think it's a second source came out um, a few years later. So it's really been a, a gift of the series to be able to celebrate and enjoy half this lineup is gone. And has been gone for a long time. Gene and Paul are the only living members from this performance um, for the Poughkeepsie side, which is shockingly sad in a way that we get to celebrate two departed members of KISS, both who died before their time. Daniel, do you have an MVP from Poughkeepsie, someone whose performance you enjoyed more than the other three? Um. Well, I uh, sure, sure, sure enough. I, I like the drumming, but I, I think I, I most enjoyed some of Gene's parts, bass parts, and I think he he sounded kind of cool in '84, '85. You know, he was still sort of in the demon character, but <clears throat> getting into his non-makeup uh, character. So I like the way he sings some of the songs, like cold gin and war machine and stuff like that um so i have to go with gene even though he does a whole lot of mistakes but but i, but I do like hearing the bass kind of clear at times because that's uh, often you know you often miss out on the bass lines my absolute favorite of all time is is one of those shows from from uh, 94 tour of south america where where the bass is really <laughs> you know up front in the mix i'm not sure which one it is but that's just a cool great show it might be chile uh, it might be chile mm. yeah uh welsh dragon has a, a really good comment uh about Tokyo 88, which is absolutely glorious. That is a really good sounding show. There's also, um, I haven't caught the three side review yet. So if Mark didn't like Eric Carr's drumming, I'll need to catch up on that one and find out why, but he is a drummer. So uh, he, he knows more about drums than me. Mark, do you have an MVP on Poughkeepsie? Um, actually, it's really difficult. I'm going to say that the MVP to me in this, and I think Ken will be very surprised to hear me say this, 
But I think the MVP in this is Gene vocally. I think his singing in this is actually pretty good on this. Uh, I find that Paul is kind of shaky on this. And even in uh, songs like, uh, like uh, what, uh, what's that song? Fits Like a Glove. The, some of that harmonized singing that Eric Carr was doing there, was like, whoo, man, there was some rough singing in that. But I, I think Gene overall sang pretty good. I don't like how Paul sang it. Paul's raps were terrible. Absolutely horrendous, that whole, like to drink tonight, yeah, yeah. It's like, God, how many times does he do that in a row? But anyways, uh, I think that Gene vocally was was very good on this. All right, Ken. Don't let all that nice stuff Mark just said about Gene go to your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to say Gene, uh, not because I'm a Gene lover, you know, with all that stuff, but... Mm. Uh, uh, like I said earlier, I thought Paul's vocals were really rough on the show, uh, which is, you know, it's not normal for for him to be that way, uh, in my opinion. But, uh, and, you know, Eric Hart did okay. Yeah, he was kind of wild out there, I think. Loose, I guess, is the word. Um, but I still enjoyed his drumming on there as a, as a second to Gene. Is it worthy of release as product in your minds when – when you think about the the historic nature of it to our, us as fans, um, do you think it was the right decision to release it, you know, when it isn't Paul's best performance or, you know, and some people won't think it's Eric Carr's best performance. Mark's performance can finally be judged. And, you know, um, do you think it, it it's fair to have released this, Daniel? Hell yeah. I think it's a, a wonderful you know, uh, point in time that that we get here and that uh, that's been uh, missing. So it's like uh, the final piece of the puzzle. Mm, getting to hear that, it's it's really cool. I'm just flabbergasted that they managed to release it without Paul stopping it. You know, his <laughs> it can be really tight when when it comes to those things. Yeah, vain. So, so uh, uh, I'm not sure how much he even knows about the 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 the, the off the sound <coughs> releases. Maybe he ha hasn't heard he didn't it. Didn't listen to but, it. No, I don't. He might not have even listened to it. So I think it's there's a place for stuff like this. Uh, and um, I, I, I really, I was really surprised they released it, but uh, I think it was a, a good choice. Yeah. Um... Who didn't I ask that to? I've lost track. Just right. Me and Mark. Ken, Ken Mark and Mark are left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, Ken. Go. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth it, um, even though, you know, the, the show warts and all, uh, you know, within it. Um, just every show is going to have that kind of thing, especially with them running around on stage and, and so on. Um, and I think, you know, <clears throat> even though... Uh, it's still, you know, it's a soundboard. It's not the best soundboard we've heard now, uh, but it's still that quality is there. And if they have a soundboard that we haven't heard, then it's 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 worth, you know, worth a listen. Um, I'm just waiting maybe for the uh, future one. They'll have an Eddie Cannon one <laughs> soundboard. Seven. Yeah, uh, but, or, or, yeah. Or the Elder Tour rehearsals. That would be one if that gets out. Oh, that'd yeah. Be really, that'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, that would really blow fans' minds. Mark? Sure, Super Zapper isn't Mark Cicchini. He he almost <laughs> did the exact same thing as Mark said on on the on his review of it. Uh, 
but anyways, uh, the, the thing is, I think that it's worth having for sure. I mean, wh wh whether I think it's like a, a train wreck or not, I mean, I'll just quote what this says in the back here of the, of the CD, the producer note, which says, the historical importance of this show, our only known soundboard recording to date with Mark St. John influenced us to release this show, even though Young and Wasted and Rock and Roll Night are incomplete recordings. Your passion for our music helped us find these gems to release. We hope that you all rock out to this as hard as we have. So... The question Obviously, is, who who are us? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's probably not Gene and Paul. No, but it's good. it's uh, <laughs> but, but you know they they made a good point. I mean, yeah. just for just for the basis that even the most uh, most diehard collectors have said that they had no clue that this even existed, like a proper soundboard, mm -hmm. is reason to get this enough, even if it was a complete train wreck or not. Well, one yeah. thing that's pretty clear about a soundboard, when you listen to it, you really get pumped to go to a live show, a real <laughs> live show. Uh, and fortunately, mm. on Sunday, I will go and watch one of Julian's favorite bands, Wasp. Mm. Nice. Oh, nice. They're playing nice. this air. So that, that'll be cool. Very nice. Uh, yeah, there's one part of the show that's really interesting because Mark mentioned earlier about... Um, Mark St. John allowing his strings to ring out. Paul's in the middle of the rap of a rap, and you get a, a, a feedback uh, of the the string hum. And Paul stops. Who's doing that? You know, it's like, <laughs> that's the moment that they decided they were going with Bruce because Mark messed up How one of the raps. Um, so let me ask you. I've got two more questions. But but um, what was well, what was the result? Mark got two points and Bruce got <laughs> Mark Mark won two songs, which is two, two more songs. than I thought he probably would, to be okay. perfectly honest. I thought it was gonna be Bruce across the board. So, so the fact that Mark Saint, Yeah, the, the fact that Mark St. John get, you know, by this panel was favored, um, you know, it it justifies the release of the product hmm. in, in so many ways. Where does this rank amongst all the off the sound boards released to date, Daniel, for you? Hmm. Well, when it comes to the uniqueness of, of, of the album, I think it stands out. I really enjoyed the 77 show, of course. It was Prime Kiss. And I also enjoyed the Japan show from 2001 because that was just a, such a brief period when, when Ace <clears throat> and Eric Singer played together. Um, so I have to put this one, I think, yeah, maybe in third place. Or maybe even higher, but it's so rough. So I have a hard time putting it over D Des Moines, uh, even though we've heard a lot. Well, I, I, I put it in second place af after Tokyo because that was my favorite. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm with, that mirrors my my opinion completely. Tokyo. I mean, different lineup for every off the soundboard so far. Think of that. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Mm. Yeah. Leaves one hopeful. Mark, where does it rank for you? Well, this is the fifth one, right? That they yeah. just did. So yeah. uh, it ranks fourth for me. The, the, the one that I still like the least is Virginia Beach. For some reason, that one just yeah. rubs me the wrong way every time I hear that one. Uh, it's not good. Uh, my my favorite one. I mean, it's it's still Japan two thousand one because I've always said I've always liked that lineup. I thought it was a very short lived lineup, and I wish they would have did more with it with Ace and Eric Singer together. I thought that they played really good, interacted with each other like musically pretty good uh, but that's only just like minusculely higher 
than uh, Donington. I really like Donington. I think the Donington show was was well done. I thought, and you know, seventy seven is right in the middle for me. Yeah, I, I guess I'm weird that I really like this, but then again, that Knoxville '79 that leaked out, which was like the the, the drummer on Coke show, uh, in terms of <laughs> tempo, um, I love. I absolutely love that. So I'm weird. Ken, where's it rank for you? I know Des Moines '77 is your most favorite of all time because the '77 <laughs> yeah, is alive yeah, to yeah. related. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, I rank this above. Um, I rank above Donington and Virginia Beach, just above wow. those two, um, just because I think because you know Donington Gene's Gene's vocals were just horrible on that on that one, uh, really rough and torn up. Uh, you know, I had a hard time with that one. Um, but I think just because of the significance and and I it, this one kind of brings me back to that time period, um, even though it was when I saw them on the you know animalize uh tour it was with bruce when i saw them um it kind of just brings me back to that time period because i i was there at one of them um so that's that's what makes it a little bit you know more enjoyable for me i like the you know of course the black diamond version that they do with that uh, different ending um that sort of stuff but uh uh i yeah again it's gonna be right in the middle of the pack for me though Okay, final question before we end. And uh, this is off the tail end of where's Drago's comment. When does Bruce get a shot? What would you like most to mm. be represented by a next <clears throat> off the soundboard release? I think it's no surprise coming from me, but but I'd like something from Eric Singer, Bruce Kulik era, uh, the revenge era, so to speak, 92 to 95, because at that point they were sounding so cool, I think. They they felt so current. Even though no one went to the shows, uh, they still rocked it. And they didn't, they didn't even need the, the effects at that point in time. If you remember, and surely Ken does, because he was there, the, the club tour, for example. Uh, imagine a show from, from the club tour in pristine quality or <laughs> or south america of course or uh, the uk maybe wembley 92 or something that that would be real cool mark i i i'm really 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 keeping my fingers crossed for an asylum show i really think that they should do that next with with uh, bruce because he hasn't been represented and i think people are still clamoring for more eric carr so i think that that's the next logical step and that's also the one that everybody's been complaining about that they don't have any real real solid recording of you know so i really would want to hear in a, in a sound plus it's my favorite non-makeup album too so yeah i hear you brother but you know it, it's so difficult to choose between any of the kind of the tours with uh bruce because i'd be down with a crazy nights one um yeah. if it's from the right part of the tour i'd be mm down with a hot in the shade That's one true. if it was from the right part of the tour even though we've had multiple um shows from that and i'd be down with revenge lineup as mm -hmm. well and and convention for for that matter for the singer kulik lineup so i, I mean talk about a, a gluttony of choices uh it must be very if it's hard for me to decide what i want out of that um or would excite me and they can excite me with something like poughkeepsie 
uh, maybe they have something in the barrel that would uh, be equally appealing. Ken, um, you get to pick last choice. What would you take? What would you love? Well, I, I like, you know, Daniel's you know, pick. Like uh, if they had one for the stone, that'd be just fantastic. But uh, I, I was going to, I was thinking hot in the, hot in the shade. Um, that one's just a great, you know, uh, great sure. song selection from that tour. And I loved Eric Carr's solo on that, what he did up with that solo. Um, I just think it would be a great, if they have a soundboard of that, I, I'd love that one. That would be great. Yeah, if they had I'll a take any show of those. That, yeah, if they had a 1980 show that didn't sound like tinny shit, um, I, I would, I'd really like that. I, I wanted that soundboard from Auckland to take that into a studio yeah. and have it properly transferred and restored and all that, but wasn't able to get it, unfortunately. A couple of uh, questions from the comments. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to comment today. We've yes. uh, shared as many as we can of, as we've gone through the uh, the, the multimedia. Um, but the high-res, without sounding like Nigel on Spinal Tap about this one goes to 11, 11 um i i think the high the high res one you know just gives you all that added frequency i think they've done a good job on the mastering on this one as well that it's not been completely bricked um but everyone's ears are different so um i also heard from audiophile friends that the the vinyl is fantastic that they've done a very good mastering that for vinyl as well for this particular release. So take what mm -hmm. you will from that. Um, another one of the comments, the animalized concert being a Paul Lind moment for many. Yeah. I, for me, it, it was because I remember that um, just quickly go through some more of these comments. Um, won't get fooled again. Yeah. We've heard a soundboard tease mm -hmm. of that from Bruce in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, final show with Eric Carr. Yeah, that, that would be nice. Final, you know, again, there's still plenty of lineups to be represented if they continue with this. So I just hope that there is more product throughout the year um, because right now they haven't really, to my way of thinking, maximized celebrating the 50th anniversary from a commercial point of view. Mm. You know, we're now surprise, a quarter surprise. into the year. It's a, a, an, another never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity in my view, but I also don't know what's going on in the background. I don't know if there are plans to dump a whole cornucopia of kiss branded happiness and chip Magoo is busy finalizing all those plans and getting us our Dubai shit. I, I have no idea, but for this and the creatures box, it's been too pretty damn good home runs in a row for me in terms of product imperfect or not uh final uh, thoughts mark i was gonna say now, now I'm, I'm saying this not really joking i'm actually being kind of a little bit serious about this question to ken if they actually did an off the soundboard of the dubai and did a vinyl and cd of it would no i'm, I'm actually being serious would, would you actually be somewhat satisfied with that if they actually did something like that well, we're supposed to get fucking vinyl from it anyway. Well, We've already know, paid for. You know what I mean? Like if, well, if they know, did a Dubai not? release for the off the soundboard yeah. series. Why do you have to trigger us right at the end of the show, Mark? <laughs> no, no, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't excite me. Uh, okay. If they did that, yeah. I didn't it's, actually mean that to be a trigger thing. I no, no. I mean, there's a lot. I think there's idea. a lot, a lot better stuff over the years yeah that they can pick than uh picking that one 
that thing leaves a bad taste now. I did promise everyone that I just uh, run through the audio that was used for this episode yeah. for people who care. Detroit Rock City, of course, all the shows that feature Mark were Poughkeepsie. Um, but uh, Detroit Rock City was Glasgow 84. Um, can't read. Cold Gin uh, was Ipswich for Bruce. Creatures mm -hmm. was Ipswich. Uh, Fits Like a Glove was Glasgow. Heavens on Fire was Glasgow. Under the Gun, both solos were from Ipswich for Bruce. War Machine was Glasgow for Bruce. Young and Wasted, Glasgow. Um, I Love It Loud, Ipswich. I Still Love You, Glasgow. Um, love Gun, Ipswich. Black Diamond, Rochester. So very mm, close to yeah. this show. So that I, I tried to pick soundboards from Bruce again that were early on uh, for possible, where possible, but Black Diamond had to come from Rochester. And then both mm. Lick It Up and Rock and Roll All Night were also Glasgow. All of those circulate. That, that was nothing um, rare. They were just prepared for this show. So again, thank you to everyone for the comments and for joining in. We appreciate your support week after week when we do these shows. I like doing them live, struggles or not. Finding your multimedia doesn't work 10 minutes before the show starts. It's always fun. Um, but for now, from Mark, from Daniel, Ken and myself, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.